Looking to stand out from the pack at your first job? When you earn a master's in management from Georgetown, you'll gain the skills employers value most, elevating your career prospects for years to come. Get started at choosegeorgetown.com slash MIM. Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. I'm Fred Pishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser, Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University. Alan, here we are into September. There were some pretty big moves over the summer when it comes to automated vehicle technology and policy. Uh, Moves involving some big-name companies like Amazon, Intel, Uber, and Google, Tesla too. Amazon has completed its purchase of Whole Foods, Intel acquired Mobileye, Uber brings in a new CEO from Expedia, and Google has spun off Waymo and created what's being called a secret city for testing self-driving cars. And Tesla, of course, has begun delivering its Model 3. What's your take, first of all, on some of these headlines? Well, I think that this, uh, the process is continuing to move forward. Uh, 2017 had been targeted as a big year. You know, even, even going back five years ago, that at least that's when Google was sort of said, we're going to do this in five years. And, uh, and in a sense, uh, it's proving out to be a pretty big year. And we're only a little bit more than halfway through it. What are some of the, the most significant of these headlines, do you think? Well, I think I think the the, the fact that Waymo is is really geared up and and um, and is uh, continuing to to progress this uh, uh, beyond just the garage. I mean, uh, you know, uh, prior when Google was doing it, it was you know it was almost like. Uh, Jobs or whatever, two guys in a garage type of thing. There were more than two guys, of course, uh, but it was uh, it was sort of a garage operation, and it's it's built it's it's evolving into uh, into a really substantive element. Um, you know, the the coming of of Lyft and Uber really, um, uh, um, I think, uh, democratizing uh, mobility on demand. Uh, is sort of changing the mindset of the of the consuming public in in terms of mobility. Uh, you know, people are uh, people are going out to dinner and not looking to uh, to who's going to be the designated driver, but just saying uh, everybody gets to um, uh, at least relax, and we'll just do an Uber or Lyft home type of thing, and uh, and everybody will be safe. And so that that's that's a change that's a beginning to a changing in the mindset of uh, of, of mobility, which I think uh, fits in with all of the automation. And then you 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 have really even in in, the, in Washington, while very little is going on, at least it's 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 focused on the automation piece of this thing. Uh, rather than a 1984-ish type of, oh, let me see if I can if I can control everything through connectivity and manage everybody and tell everybody what to do and, and so on. And so I think uh, um, I, I find the whole thing uh, enormously healthy. And then we also see, uh, I think I wrote a couple of times back, uh, 
well, I haven't test driven uh, the, the new Cadillac. Um, I can't wait for one to come to, uh, to my dealer for, for me to try to see what is actually out there for uh, at least uh, um, some kind of normal person to be able to buy. But it seems as if on the self-driving end of the thing, um, I really like the approach uh, that, that General Motors has taken. And I said, you know, the key thing, if we're going to do the self-driving piece where the where you still are going to have your vehicle, but it's going to do the driving for you when it's capable and it wants to make sure that you're you're in there at least somewhat paying attention. Well, they, they've actively gone in there and put the, the eye trackers in there to say, that, well, as long as you're looking at the road ahead and so on every at least once in a while, uh, then you're okay, and if everything looks okay from the system side of the thing, we'll just go ahead and drive. But if you want to start being goofy and you know fall asleep on me and stuff like that, then basically we're going to pull over and stop. And um, and I think that that whole uh, uh, that approach to it is, is I think a very good one, rather than you know saying hey every once in a while you have to go touch a wheel or you know. Um, that seems so robotic, uh, and that's um, not what, what what it should be done. So, I, I think that, that that sort of subtle approach to um, to the vigilance piece and 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 the responsibility piece in the self driving is, I think, something that they've done that's, that's really nice. And um, you know, let's see if it if it really material materializes. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And that's something that people can get their their hands on very soon. Now, one of your commentaries, and it ties in with this, one of your commentaries in the latest Smart Driving Cars newsletter, uh, we should say, which people can sign up for at smartdrivingcar.com, is a piece from the dispatcher, which is headlined, Automated Vehicles, Are We Moving Too Fast or Too Slow? The Moving Too Fast camp is arguing that we don't yet know if robots are better drivers than humans. Sounds like you can't wait <laughs> to put that to the test. Well, I don't think that, I, that we're not going to put robots out there that aren't better drivers than you. Can. So there's there's going to, there's a testing uh, and uh, there's an issue of caution that's brought about by that article. And I think I think the, the question is are are we being cautious enough? And I think. Uh, I think that we are. Uh, a lot of people suggested that maybe uh, Tesla, when they came out with autopilot, with the name autopilot, blah blah blah, was was being a little bit brash. Uh, and in some sense, it was a little bit. But but there's been extreme caution out there. It's not a bunch of crazies uh, just throwing stuff out there. And in fact, if, if there isn't, you know, one or two crazies, they can't throw very much out there to, to be to cause very much havoc anyway. Because you know, what are, are one or two cars going to do? You know, we're killing almost forty thousand per year in the United States with the vehicles that we have. You know, uh, one or two crazies. Uh, I mean, they have one crash, crash, and they're they're out of business. So I think that, that there's been a, a, an enormous amount of caution. Yes, in the newspaper, there's all this hype and there's all this whatever and so on and so forth. But I think uh, in, in practice, I think everybody's been been really cautious. I and mean, you can all you, that's almost the only thing that you can be is cautious. 
in a sense, um, everybody or any nobody's going to use this if they're not if it's not going to be safe. And uh, and uh, so it's almost a, a self-fulfilling prophecy in, in, in a sense. And uh, and I think so far, if you look at the data, the data are really good. Uh, you know, the Teslas aren't out there just crashing. Uh, yes, we did have one in Florida, but but the one in Florida, my goodness, uh, automation had nothing to do with that. The, the truck cut off the Tesla. <laughs> if that if that would have been a uh, you know uh, a Chevy, the same thing would have happened. I mean, it, it was just you know that was that was a crash. Uh, it was human error that was involved in that thing. It had nothing to do with automation. So I think. You know, and the and and the the, uh, the emergency braking systems that are now you know finding their way into the marketplace. You even see you know Ford F one fifties are being advertised uh, as uh, on TV, saying that uh, they have uh, pedestrian detection, and if you don't brake, they will brake automatically. Now, I hope that stuff works, and I imagine it does work. Uh, uh, and they're even advertising. I mean, can you imagine? I I can't wait for for the NFL season to start, and uh, all of a sudden, all the, the 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 commercials of pickup trucks. I think it's only truck drivers that watch football, uh, and and they might even be advertising, uh, you know, the the automated safety uh, aspects, the automated emergency braking aspects of a Ford F one fifty. So that's an enormous uh, progress in in the. And the evolution of all this automated technology to not only, you know, in the beginning bring us an enormously safer uh, mobility system, but if we ever get to driverless, you know, really provide provide mobility for all. And so um, um, I think uh, I think things are really progressing on the on a fundamental basis, and and with a great deal of caution. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned Tesla. Uh, one of the things that they're talking about, and I think they already have competition, is the idea of self-driving trucks. And we've been talking about passenger cars for the most part, but there, there's a lot of incentive to bring this into the, the big commercial vehicle space, no? Well, yes, there is. And, and, I, and again, in my, uh, in my terminology of safe driving, self-driving, and driverless being three completely different things, the self-driving and the commercial fleet is enormously important. Why? Because it's it's not to take the driver out of the uh, out of the driver's seat, not to unemploy the driver. It's to provide uh, assistance to that driver in an enormously difficult task that that driver has to do in trying to feed his or her family. Now, like he'd say. Uh, that is a tough job. Can you imagine having to concentrate, you know, for 10 hours a day, and if you somehow stop concentrating on exactly what you're doing, you die? I mean, that's that's basically, you know, what the, the job of a truck driver is sit there and you have to keep this rig between two white lines and not hit anything in front of you. And if there's somehow you, you know, get distracted, all of a sudden, Again, the Florida crash of Tesla, that poor truck driver, he never saw the Tesla. Of course he didn't see the Tesla. He would have stopped. 
Uh, but for who knows what reason, uh, and it doesn't matter what the reason, and he didn't. And guess what? Oh, somebody dies. So, you know, technology is really needed. Technology should have been in that truck, should have should have uh, noted that the Tesla was coming down the road and should have not uh, passed in front of it and should have yielded as it, as it was supposed to. We have technology that can do that. That's the self-driving technology, and that's what's really fundamentally valuable in the, in the commercial area. And as I've also mentioned a number of times, I, you know, uh, uh, the 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 the, uh, NIT, the, 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 uh, the board that, that oversees work for, the workforce uh, should be in there regulating this thing. And so OSHA should be in there. Occupational safety. This is occupational safety. So OSHA should uh, you know instead of just being in you know in the factory floor and in the offices and, and so on should also be looking in, in the cabs of trucks and saying, what kind of occupational safety can we provide in, in, in this particular work environment? And, and what that is is self-driving. So absolutely, uh, it's critically important, and it's starting to come. Uh, whether or not the marketplace, uh, the trucking companies are recognizing that, my goodness, uh, for a large part of these fleets, uh, we self-insure and my goodness, uh, we not only could uh, reduce our, our liabilities, but also uh, enhance the quality of life of our workforce and be happier campers and, and actually have driver retention and, and make driving a, a desired occupation rather than, oh, my goodness, uh, this is the worst thing. <laughs> this is the only this is the worst job. And I'm really desperate and, and to support my family. And therefore, I have to do this. But one of the big arguments against this seems to be, uh, from what I've read online, uh, the, the fear that it's going to cost a lot of trucking industry jobs, that drivers will be out of work. Is that a, is no, that a because because the, because the only way you put a truck driver out of work is if you don't need them from, from origin to destination, the whole round. If you need them in the beginning or in the middle or in the end or somehow or in between or when there's a work zone or da-da-dee-da-da-da or and so on, then basically you, you, this, this doesn't matter. It's not the, it's not the self-driving part of it that, that, that unemploys drivers. It's the driverless piece. Okay? Now, at some point, between, in some places, between some points, Yes, uh, the automation will be able to, to do it all itself. Uh, but uh, we are far away from that, as I, as I keep saying, as I think I wrote in this in the last smart driving cars. You know, so far, we've, we've gone less than 100 miles driverless worldwide. Okay? There, we just, we, we're, we're not, we haven't even started it. Okay, there's been one ride in Austin that that that, uh, that uh, Waymo publicizes that, that they did and so on, uh, in which uh, there was no driver on a uh, on a trip of, by a vehicle in a in a on streets that hadn't been already you know free uh, uh, or, or weren't weren't. Uh, uh, monitored to uh, make sure that everything was absolutely okay. 
um, and just a normal driving environment. So, you know, that's the only one that's ever been publicized. Nobody's, nobody's as far as I know, maybe I'm, I haven't heard about it yet, nobody's taken up the state of California's uh, offer to say, hey, you can go out there driverless and have these vehicles running around uh, uh, normal roads and in, in, at normal times in California without anybody in the vehicle. Uh, hasn't happened yet. So uh, we're far away from taking any driver out of any job that they currently have driving trucks. Now, you mentioned OSHA before, and uh, that's sort of related to another piece that caught your attention uh, from Recode, which said that uh, the U.S. government's self-driving car council has fallen apart under President Trump. Yeah, it seems it hasn't met. Uh, you know, I, you know, I would, I would have been, you know, that's, that's was when I was set up at the end of the Obama administration. Uh, that was a real blue ribbon committee uh, to um, to basically from uh, across the sectors of the of this, uh, let's call it an industry. Uh, although, well, yes, let's call it an industry. Uh, and uh, and um, and uh, would have been would have been really good to make sure at least that the public policy piece of the of this uh, was uh, was in line with uh, all the uh, certainly societal benefits of safety and economic benefits of uh, you know mobility uh, for all. And so um, uh, it was a really good panel, but apparently they haven't. They met once at the end of the Obama administration, and I guess it was pointed out that uh, nobody's called in another meeting. So here, you know, we are basically six months into the administration, and you know, this 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 uh, revolution in uh, in mobility. Uh, uh, has uh, at least as far as Washington gone, and, and a and a um, blue ribbon committee uh, uh, looking at it has basically just stalled. So um, uh, that was just I just found that interesting. It's it's kind of a shame, although uh, really um, I guess it's kind of good because uh, most of the, the, the most essentially all uh, all of the thrust in this industry is coming from the. Uh, from the private sector, and it's 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 uh, it's not a, a, a and, uh, and really I think everybody would just prefer for the the public sector to to um, to just uh, uh, stay out of it for for now, and let's see how the technology de- develops. Uh, um, you know, if if we I like to put this on a historical context. You know, the the Ben's patent was in, in 1886, and uh, you know, let's say um, you know, even before Henry Ford, you you really want want to have uh, Washington out there uh, legislating and regulating an industry that that really hasn't gotten off the ground yet, and uh, and let's learn and let's let's uh, figure out what we what we don't know before we start uh, putting constraints on it and so on. So uh, in a sense, it's good that, that Washington's out of business right now. And Mercedes-Benz is, is still making some headlines with this too, right? They, uh, yes, they are still making some headlines on this. You know, they, 
the U.S. class has uh, upgraded um, um, the self-driving system in it, and, and so on. And uh, although, uh, and and they've come out with uh, the um, Frankfurt Auto Show, which is uh, which is ongoing or just starting up, actually the world's largest auto show. Uh, they've unveiled, um, you know, a concept uh, vehicle, a two-passenger uh, driverless vehicle. Uh, it is a, it is very much of a concept vehicle. It's sort of a like a little cute little thing. It's almost like a, a smart car with um, with um, without a steering wheel and so on. And um, again, it's it's nice to have that as a concept vehicle. Um, uh, whether or not that ends up being, uh, you know, what the design of, is of a of a driverless vehicle that's providing mobility on demand in uh, in our cities and, and suburbs, um, um, I don't know. I uh, I think uh, having a capacity of two is 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 rather small. I think in, in cities there. There are enough people who want to go between places at, at about the same time that, that that two isn't. I don't think it's the right number. I think maybe sixes or five is closer to the right number. Uh, I mean, can you imagine um, in an, in elevators, um, just two passenger elevators everywhere? Um, uh, doesn't seem to one seems to work. Um, maybe in the suburbs it's it's the right number but um, in cities i'm not so sure but anyway it's uh, that that's a that's that's here and there the the, uh, the fact that that mercedes would as one of its premier concept vehicles uh at the uh, at the frankfurt auto show for it to be a driverless um mobility on demand that would uh, that would even think of sharing rides also because they do make a point of the opportunity to have strangers ride together in the same vehicle, I think is a, is a major step, uh, mind, major mind change, uh, for, uh, an auto manufacturer. And so, um, it's nice to have that as a concept car out there. And, and while we're talking about car makers, uh, finally, Ford is partnering with Domino's to explore the use of self-driving cars for pizza delivery. This is going on in Ann Arbor, Michigan. A hot story or cheesy? <laughs> I think it's cheesy. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, you know, the, the, to do that, uh, you have to achieve driverless. That is a necessary condition. And and uh, uh, once you have driverless, then I think we'll try to figure out, uh, you know, okay, Domino's wants to use this. How do we configure a vehicle that, that's appropriate for, for pizza and so on and then put the, the driverless technology on that and, and let her rip? Uh, it will not be a Ford Fusion or whatever that looks anything like whatever this test is. I'll I'll make that that uh, statement and and let people you know come back and, and come back at me and say how wrong I was. But I mean that is that is 
just not the way you want to deliver pizza. I, I can't imagine. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think it's a publicity stunt, but uh, uh, go for it, whatever. Well, they are getting some attention. Or get some attention, and Domino's sells more pizzas, and I love it. But, but, uh, but, uh, but what you have to have for that is driverless, and that is a very, very serious thing. It, it's not self-driving. It's not it's, it, it just isn't self-driving. It's more self-driving. It's self-driving. You have to have a human in there to take over, uh, you know, uh, every once in a while. Um, if you're going to do driverless, you have no human there to take over. It has to be able to complete the deal 100%, and that is a substantially different hurdle uh, than 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 what they're 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 suggesting. And and what bothers me about 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 what they're doing is that it confuses everybody and it, it makes you feel that my goodness self-driving is the same as driverless and and we can just you know go deliver pizzas and who knows what and and, and even even scarier is that uh, yeah, that a self-driving vehicle can can take me home from the restaurant no problem and that is the scary part of it so um, um, anyway, that's that's why I roll against these kinds of things. Now maybe we'll call it half baked, I guess. Half baked, absolutely, <laughs> half baked. Well, that's it for this edition of the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Find us at smartdrivingcar.com and look for my tech reports at textonation.com. Thanks for listening.